0: Hey y'all, I'm Janelle Yarbrough and welcome to Bloggers and Friends. This is your podcast for discussions around relevant topics and experiences that resonate with the culture. For those of you who roll with me, you know we talk a lot about embracing the possibility of change. We'll continue to touch on that and lots more. Sound good? Word. Let's get into it. Hey, hey y'all. I hope that everyone is doing well today. I hope that today you are taking the time to love on yourself and others. A little extra love ain't never hurt nobody. (laughs) Today, I have guests joining me to have a conversation about a topic that I think is very important for our community. While recording this conversation, I found myself being unable to detach my thoughts from this topic's historical beginnings and a narrative that has morphed into quite the opposite of what is and was true for Black men and women. I'm talking about Black marriage and Black families. Latia Wilkins and Chanel Hobson willis join me today to talk about what brought them to a place in life as young Black women to say, I do. We're going to explore reality versus social media versus fantasy. We're talking about the importance of premarital work, healing, evolving, choosing your partner every day, and putting in the work, honey. <laughs> my hope with this conversation, as with all my conversations, is that it moves someone to consider, reimagine, or create vision around what a family unit looks like for themselves. For young black men and women to find their power in having the courage to lay down their armor and see the honor in building, and if they should choose to do so, creating a family. These women are sharing their experiences with you today And may this conversation bring you light, perspective, and food for thought, and may it continue to connect us in community. Enjoy. All right, y'all. Today we have two very special guests to talk about a subject that I think is just really important to our community. And, um, you know, it's around the topic of being young, Black, a woman, and saying I do. And yeah, come on. And what brings people to a place to say that? Um, What historically and what culturally and what in our familial backgrounds have brought us to the place of understanding about marriage that we've come to? So today I'm looking forward to cracking that subject wide open with two people who are near and dear to my heart. Today we have joining us Latia Wilkins and Chanel Hobson, Willis, I had to get used to that. Right. I said that a few times on my own before here. I was like, it, it hasn't been hard for me because Latia Wilkins has been Latia Wilkins for a second for me. And I was, and I've said it enough because I see her enough to 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 shake the cables. But this one, I was like, okay. Chanel, Hobson, Willis, Chanel, Hobson, Willis. <laughs> I had to get used to it. Everybody's grown up and just living their best womanly lives. So thank you, y'all, for joining me today. Thanks and for having us. us. Yeah. So let's start today just by telling our listeners um, how long you've been married. Yeah. Let's just let's just kick it off that way. Latia, how long have you been married?
1: I it's going on five years in November that we will be married.
0: Yes, into the five-year hump that getting all seasoned and whatnot. Come on now.
2: (laughs) And Chanel, you? I have been married for going on four years in August. Oh
0: yay! So we're almost at the same place, Mm
2: -hmm. kind of, sort
0: of. I mean, I know the year matters, (laughs) but (laughs) but almost at the same place. What Mm -hmm. What has that been like for you guys? And the reason why I say it that way is because um, I think there is the social media version of marriage, right? And then there's <laughs> marriage in real life, right? And so yes. I think I think for people trying to just really grasp what it's like acclimating to being somebody's whole wife,
2: mm-hmm.
0: what has that been like for you?
2: You know, when um, when I think about this question, when people ask this question, I always say, I'm gonna give like a real answer because like before I got married, um, I always saw people and it was like almost like a fairy tale, you know, like, oh, I'm so happy he meets me with roses at the door, you know, like dinner is cooked and he's so happy to come home. But marriage isn't like that. You know, um, every day <laughs> isn't like that. You have to work every day to stay in love, to choose love, mm-hmm. and to respect your husband, him to love you. And, you know, it's it's a work in progress. I'm still working on it every day, but it's mm-hmm. work, you know, and I, it's the hardest job I'm Ever had you know um even like even being a new mom is hard, but marriage is harder <laughs> mm-hmm. for me. I could see that. Sorry, just
0: piggybacking off of that a little bit, not to interrupt you, Latia. I'm gonna give you the oh, floor, I promise. Yeah. Um, but but it's it just what you said right in that last part. Being a mother is hard, but being a wife is harder, or being married is harder. And I think that there's something that is just um, that natural connection to a child where you're like, I know you're going to love me back no matter what. Like, I'm your mommy. I'm going to, right? Like, it's already there. It's this natural progression, like, from the seed, right? You have that. They're yours. But continuing to build with someone who is a whole different person, a whole other adult, their own ways of life, their own thoughts, their own preferences, their own opinions, their own... Right, like all of those things, like figuring out how to wake up and be one with that every day.
2: Absolutely, everything you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Latia, what about you? Um, Marriage
1: for me, I think me and Chanel actually just had this conversation not too long ago and just kind of talking about the differences. Because for me, uh, yes, marriage is hard work because. The person that you married is not going to always be that person that they were the day you got married, like they're, everyone's going to evolve and change. So it's like learning your partner all the time over and over again. So it is a bit of a challenge. But for me personally, um, I feel like it hasn't been too drastically different for us just because. I know in my situation, we've been together for 12 years, (laughs) together in general for 12 years. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then on top of that, we lived together before we got married. And Mm so Mm -hmm. I feel like it's obviously a drastic difference when you don't live together before you got married. And so it's like your life changes. It's like you got married. Now we're moving in together. Now we're starting this life Mm -hmm. together. And it's very, very different than us being together for as long as we have been together, then moving in together before we got married. So I almost felt like we were kind of married already before we actually had our (laughs) wedding. Uh, But it hasn't, I guess it hasn't been as difficult as I probably would imagine it to be just because of my background and different things that I've experienced or not experienced, if that makes sense, which I'm sure we'll get into later. But um, it definitely is work, I agree with Chanel. It's work. We don't have children yet, so that's a whole nother layer, <laughs> but it definitely is work, and you'd have to be very intentional about keeping that relationship like intact and strong, so
0: yeah, so in growing up, my mom and dad they they divorced when when I was young, and the example of their marriage for me was not a marriage that I would want for myself, right? Like I loved him and I loved her, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? But them, (laughs) you know, that was not a marriage that was a healthy demonstration for for kids, right? Mm -hmm. And so even in growing up, um, I tried to think about it. I racked my brain about it. I knew two families, Two of my friends' families who had both their mother and their father in their house. I remember thinking about that even young, right? And then I went back to brain check, like, was what I was seeing, was that really what it was? or Did I make that up? And then I was like, no, that's it. That's two. I had two friends that had their parents in their house. And so I grew up in that generation that was, um, you know, strong, single mom. You know, my mom had seven kids and if you had a conversation with her today, she's going to talk about those things that feel familiar to her and be like, I did this, I did that. And I'm like, yeah, but mommy, you shouldn't have had to, right? Like you shouldn't have had to. And so I think for my generation, the focus became on being a strong single woman versus, you know focusing on doing some of the healing that allows you a partner right and so I know that what I saw growing up you have little girls that dreamed of marriage you have little girls that are like oh this is my wedding dress this is what my wedding's gonna look like like I didn't have that mm-hmm. <laughs> like I never I dreamed of I dreamt of dance I dreamt of friends and what life is gonna be like I dreamt of you know, all of these things like professionally and, you know, for myself, but I did not think about that part, but I, but I always envisioned having children, Mm -hmm. which is a trip, but that speaks to more of that, right? My mother and what I saw in my community and what I saw women with children and I love them and they were a wonderful, like just strong demonstration of women, but I saw women with children. I didn't see fam, you know, full, full families. And and that's not no disrespect. I I have a ton of admiration for every woman who has raised a family on their own. Um, but I think we can all admit it would have been easier with a partner. Right. And so my question to you is, is what examples did you have growing up that led you to a place where you felt like, could you guys are, I mean, I don't want to, speak to your age. I know not every, you know, is comfortable <laughs> speaking about that, but I'm the type that feels like if you look good, you feel good, honey. You better Period. I'm 33. And I look <laughs> Come on. 30, okay. uh, <laughs> but you guys are younger, right? And you made the decision to get married both in your twenties, right? Mm-hmm. But what, what experiences did you have along the way in life? What was your inspiration, whether it was, you know, good or, or, or turbulent, right. That brought you to to feeling like marriage was for you?
1: um, You know what? That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I think I'm just, <laughs> I think I'm just a cancer and I'm a helpless romantic. <laughs> 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 because my parents um, were never married. They were together for a really, 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 really long time, mm-hmm. but they never <laughs> got married. Um, and So I've never really had an example of marriage. I've had an example of like a long relationship, which as a kid from the outside, looking into their relationship, like it looked good, Mm -hmm. but me being a child and not knowing what a relationship really is, didn't understand what was going on behind the scenes of it all. So I never really had that example of marriage, but I've always desired to be married. Mm -hmm. Um, Not sure why. But that's, <laughs> I've just always wanted, and maybe it was from, I guess, maybe growing up and then seeing with my own eyes what their relationship actually was compared to what I thought it was as a kid. And then I was <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want to have to go through that. So maybe, but yeah, I, that's how that came about for me.
2: Um, I... I grew up with both my mom and dad. They were married for 25 years. Um, I've seen the good and the bad. There's, there was really good parts that I learned. And, but there was also parts that I have to unlearn. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: And, and um, I really enjoyed like my family dynamics, you know, growing up. Um, but, but I don't think that I was a little girl who, who dreamed of being married. I dreamed of having a family. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, I had, I had to, I had to learn what a husband looks like for me and mm-hmm. not, and not to, or I guess to just unlearn that, that behavior that I've seen from my dad and mom, you know, do I, do I want a healthy relationship? How long do you hold on? And all those things, yeah. um, um, I also saw my mom being really independent, having to protect herself in her marriage, and um, and and I learned to be that way. You know, before I was married, I was very independent, and I had to learn to be a teammate and let go of some of that power. You know, that's hard to do. That was really difficult. You know, letting go of everything I've worked so hard for. I've yeah, know, Hobson. You know, and um, that was that was hard. Um, but yeah, I. I've I've had to do a lot of undoing, mm-hmm. um, and I respect I respect their relationship. They are cordial as as friends and parents, you know, um, but but you know, my mom got remarried into a, a a godly man, and I learned something from that. I was like, wow, there are are men out here that that are are faithful and loving. And, you know, and my dad, my dad brought wonderful things to my mom. They had a wonderful friendship, you know, um, they, they had a lot of fun in her younger, in her younger life. They, they matched, you know, but in, um, as they, as, as she progressed and got more into her faith, she changed. And, um, and, and I learned along with her, you know, I, I got saved and gave my, my life to Christ. And, um, and that is what, pushed me to get married. I felt like I found someone who um, I was spiritually aligned with and who got made for me. And so that was my big decision.
0: And so maybe some of the things you experienced along the way was the preparation for that person. Right. And and they're, they're, they're the person that God said was the most patient um, partner for you and you relearning yourself.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I do want to just go, go back to say that my dad, my dad and mom were wonderful parents and they made a wonderful team for from my in raising my brother and I. And, um, you know, they had a beautiful marriage for a time. And, and then, you know, it it kind of dwindled away. But, you know, they're both happy and and doing well now. And I and I I totally respect, you know, what they had and what they're doing now. And I think that's the important part to acknowledge. Nobody
0: goes into marriage saying that it's not going to last, right? Right. Like nobody goes into marriage thinking it's it's not going to be a forever thing. And if you do, you said, <laughs> to, <laughs> well, well, there's some there's a self check button you need to press. But mm-hmm. um, but nobody goes into that, right? And so I think just respecting people's journey and process in learning and growing and finding themselves and you hope that it's forever and you hope to have the people around you they're going to support you to the place of forever right whatever that looks like but you don't have to be a bad person for a marriage to not turn out the way you envisioned it so when you talk about your mother and your father and, you know, you experienced, you know, your father being this great person, your mother being this great person. And they were both wonderful people, but it did not work for them. Right. But then a beautiful thing is that the lessons that you pulled from that for yourself and the fact that they're able to to be cordial yes. and co-parent.
2: Yeah. Right. Even for y'all. You say, right. Yes.
0: For y'all. Yes. Right. Because the easy part would be to, to just throw up your hands and walk away and, and not right. But to be cordial and to have some type of relationship, whatever that looks like, right? For the family unit still. Because y'all gonna be family forever. He can remarry, she can remarry, right? But y'all, y'all <laughs> are are family forever. So I think that, that that's that's important and 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 I love that. What do you think that um, that you have learned most about yourself?
2: Oh, I, I think I've learned to um, I learned that everything don't deserve a response. <laughs> Amen. <Hello. laughs> that's, that's OK. Yes. You know, and that sometimes we can table conversations and they don't have there doesn't have to be an answer at the end of the day. We can you know continue to work on this, you know, and that was hard for me.
1: <laughs> mhm. 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 Yep. That that's a good one. I think that I've learned that there's a. I guess I learned that there's a difference between being a strong woman and being a woman of strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that kind say of say that one more into, time.
0: Say that <laughs> one more time.
1: There's a difference between being a strong woman and a woman of strength, and I think that. What Chanel said about learning, because a lot of the time, you know, a strong woman would be offended by the fact that hold your tongue. You don't have to say everything that comes to your mind. Like, I, I feel like a strong woman would be offended by that. Like, I can say whatever I want, do it like, mm-hmm. but it's like a woman of strength realizes what I feel or what is going through my mind right now is probably not going to benefit the situation. It's not going to help the situation. It's going to make it worse. It's helping so her I'm hurting. going exactly, and I'm going mm-hmm. to decide to make the choice to not say anything. Because it might make the situation worse and maybe have this conversation later or at Mm -hmm. a different place in a different time. And it's not like I'm going to go at my husband right now in front of everybody and tell him because this is how I feel right now. And I'm not going to like (laughs) there's more strength (laughs) in holding your tongue than it is. You know, it's not discipline, weak, discipline, Period. right? Like self-discipline,
0: Like like understanding that part of yourself in that sometimes and I'm guilty of it, been guilty of it. And where it's like, I'm going to say what I want to say. And Mm -hmm. if you can't deal with it, then right. Like that was me Mm -hmm. growing up. Like, I'm going to say what I want to say. Like, if you can't deal with it. Oh, well, like, why should I not say what's on my mind? Because you can't handle it. I'm just keeping Mm -hmm. it real. Right. But it's like, that wasn't a bar for me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But but that that was also a part of myself that I had to learn in, in evolving. And I think that's just an important, the word evolving. I think it's just so important because you don't walk, you don't walk into the relationship. You can't in any relationship, right? Let's just start at the foundational part, which is like the friendship, right? Which you Mm -hmm. should have that with, you know, someone that you just love and care about. That's the, there's a friendship in there. And then somebody who you're looking at being a life partner with, right? Like there's, there's that, but I am going to hopefully wake up tomorrow being better than I was yesterday and so on, right? And mm-hmm. so allowing each other the space to grow and evolve. I know a lot of people get, um, I don't want to use the word scared, but for lack of a better word, I'm going to use the word scared, maybe nervous. Maybe that it gives them reservation in thinking that, going into the, going into a marriage means they're losing identity, mm-hmm. right? Like, I just want to be me. I don't want anybody to tell me how not to be me or how, how this me isn't right or I don't want to lose my independence. Do I give up those parts of me in order to accommodate this? How has that proved itself to be true or not true for you two? I mean, I would say
1: it's true in a sense, but I feel like, going into a marriage that person should inspire you and want you to be better they shouldn't be trying to change you if that makes sense like when I got with my husband he made me want to be a better woman it wasn't like oh I feel like I have to change who I am because he don't like it no I felt like this man loves me and he's there for me and being around him makes me feel like I want to grow and be better like I learned things from him and I'm like oh okay that's something that so it I wasn't about that him changing
0: you. It was exactly. about you seeing things in yourself that you were inspired by within your marriage. That said, I, Latia, yes. want to be better. He didn't change me. I decided that these are things of myself that I want to require of myself. I want exactly. to change. I want to evolve. But that, yep. because I think, and this is also where I'm one of those people who are, I'm like, who, who attended your wedding. Then maybe shouldn't have, right? Mm. Like, I don't want to have bodies infused or chairs or whatever a wedding is at, right that I can't look out to and know that each and every person <clears throat> who is in attendance is going to hold me and my husband accountable, right? to being and showing up in my marriage in the way that I should. The expectations that we have, like that know who I want to be, know who we want to be as a couple and and don't hold us accountable to that. I don't want any of those people in my audience. If you are not going to cover us fully, if you are not going to pour into us, if you are not going to hold me accountable to the woman that I want to be and him to the man that you know he wants to be, then you don't get a ticket to this show, honey. Right? And so I think about <clears throat> the people around you guys, right? And who do you have that pours into you? I I I believe that those circles of people, right, are are so super important in keeping people committed to choosing that person every day. So who who do you guys keep around you? What do you lean on? I heard um I heard you, um, and Latia, you, amended it when, <laughs> when Chanel said I, I gave my life to Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is, is that the foundation and the people
2: within that community?
0: Is that where your support comes from? Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I think, um, like, you know, I have a strong foundation in our family and immediate family and things like that. But it also is um, our friends that we get along the way that have similar values and
0: mm-hmm.
2: and um, hold you accountable. And, you know, sometimes they ask me, you know, like when I when I might eat a little slick at the mouth, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Well, well, Chanel, is that is that is that godly? You know, is that mm-hmm. what 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 God asked of you? And I have to say, you know, uh, you know, like, uh, right. right. You know, and like, there ain't, there ain't no conviction like that kind of conviction. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think, yeah, just, just having that, that type of support around you with people who are not afraid to hold you accountable uh, when you are doing, um, doing the wrong thing, but also, you know, praising you when you do the right thing mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and your growth and, um, and believing in, in, in your unit, um, i'm happy to see that you know our um our friendships are growing and in, in um their chosen family mm-hmm.
0: yes this is another reason i've been wanting to have this conversation for a while and um a while ago i had um told latia that i wanted to to get a group of you guys together to to have the conversation um and i've been thinking about it like long before that because i feel like i'm i've beginning. getting I am beginning to watch something develop within our culture. And that is um, what I feel to be the rise of Black marriage again, which mm-hmm. says to me, right, that we we believe in this again. And this is always like historically, we we've believed in these units. They've just been intentionally broken yeah. up and torn apart right and that's a whole nother mm. conversation I will not ruin the beauty of this conversation with that yeah. but <laughs> right <laughs> but we have always <laughs> try to stay on the narrow path now. <laughs> um, we have always we have always believed in these and so much so that when our families were broken up that we sought them out again right like and I think that, that that is just so deep. Anywho, um but but I think we're seeing it again. And I think that there, those same systems that that reach back so far, I feel like they've impacted family and family design. I mean, you know, and this touches our educational system, our our you know, criminal justice system, over policing of community. And we could talk about, I'm not gonna do it, yeah, I promise I won't, but. I have to say it. So it said like this broke up families on purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think for so long, <clears throat> you know, the push and force of drugs into our communities, like all of that, it just broke our families up so much that we, we, we went years without seeing it and believing in it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I feel like we're getting to a place where I'm watching young people on purpose, choose to break those cycles. Why do you think we're seeing that now?
2: Um, I think we're more educated than we've ever been. You know, we're learning about our our history and um, what's going on. And so we can make more educated decisions and break those cycles. But if we're being absolutely honest, um, there is like this fad that's going on. Like, if you look at social media, you know, like, oh, well, who has the best proposal? Yeah. Like, what's mm-hmm. creative? Mm-hmm. You know, can we mm-hmm. film it in a special way? And like being getting married and looking like you're in love. Um, the social media is a fad, and um, I don't always know that everyone is deciding to get married because they're because they're committing to a lifelong life with someone, you know, it's not Mm -hmm. always, sometimes it's for the moment, you know, like, Oh, I think this will look really cool. And, um, yeah. And I think, I think it is wonderful that everyone, that people want to get married and that we're doing it more now and that we're breaking those cycles. But I also think there is something to say about social media and the presentation of a proposal or being married. Yep. the fantasy. yeah. I agree with that hundred percent.
1: I was just going to say that I feel like there's a lot of people, I guess in our personal circles that like, I feel are truly happy and married, but it is a trend on social media. I feel like where it's like, we were just having this conversation the other day during Bible study with some of my church members. And I believe my pastor asked us, what do we feel is missing in marriages? And I said, God, I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of people are just again doing it because it's like the trendy thing to do. They want to be happy. They want to be in love, but there's no real foundation. I just feel like a lot of, a lot of it is happening, not with the right intention, which is why a lot of marriages are not lasting. Mm -hmm. And there was a, what was that quote? There was a quote I had seen when I was planning my wedding and I was like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I said something like, don't let your wedding be more beautiful than your marriage, or something mm-hmm, of that mm-hmm, nature. Mm-hmm. Like people plan and plan and plan so much for this wedding that you don't plan for your marriage, yeah. and then your marriage is shorter than your wedding was, and you're like, "What happened?" Yeah, like you didn't plan for that. you was too busy trying to make everything look all beautiful and pretty at the wedding, and you weren't working on your marriage, and now you it because of this
0: wedding, and now you're divorced. Like.
1: <laughs> it's
0: yeah Yeah, I think there's there's definitely it's interesting because almost every conversation that I have a part of it leads back to um the blessing and the curse of social media right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. every conversation and I think that just really speaks to the, the power of social media and the way with which um, people are taught to engage with it. Social media, the internet as a whole, right, just has such a hold over people's lives. And um, we live in these times in these spaces where people have created their own sense of, of belonging in a way that says, I can do what you can do too. And sometimes that can be positive, but then there's other times when it turns up into keeping up with the Jones, right? And and they're getting married. Well, I want to get married too. They're having kids, well, I want to have kids too. Well, right. It's like instead of having again that word discipline to see it for yourself, to plan for it for yourself, to create the space where it's going to, you know, you know, bear healthy fruit. Um, You know, you're just doing, doing, doing because you want to have what other people have. So it removes the patience in life, the yeah. patience that would be, that we would have to normally come into things, to grow into things. We're, we're making them happen for us based on just wanting what someone else has, you know, mm-hmm. that's what I feel like. Like I'm hearing you guys talk about, and that's what I feel like I see. One of the things that I had to um, unlearn for myself was not falling into relationships by default, but being very clear in your conversations, in your intention about where you're going, in your shared value systems, in you know what you want, what you know. All of those things are very, very important, and I think that sometimes women grow up in spaces where it's like. You know, nobody wants a woman that nags and yeah. right. And and I think that the unlearning some of those things in saying that having conversations that have purpose, having conversations that tell a person exactly who I am or who I think I am, who I feel like I am, who I know myself to be at that time, those conversations are important in in teaching someone how to treat me and in um, opening up the doors of true intimacy, right? So that we can connect and better learn each other because there is no faking two people not being meant for each other. If we don't have the same value systems, it ain't a thing, honey. It ain't a thing. Like you can't fix it. You can't force it. You can't put... Putty over it. You can't put makeup on it. You can't. If there's no right. If we don't even have a shared value system, right? Do, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I think that that social media, back to that, has removed right those important things: the intentionality, the clarity that we have to have, the decisiveness. Like for me, because you've been with somebody for a long time, doesn't mean that's your husband, right? you know but but that's what I'm talking about like by default some people feel like I think I feel like I watch people sometimes go in it for the win Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like and then they end up divorced a few seconds later right oh but they go you get what I'm saying they're in it for the win because I've been with you this long no -hmm. no no no. I've invested right right Right. yeah you know what I mean? That, and that's what I'm talking about. About like default. Like mm-hmm. you, you kind of just keep rolling forward and rolling forward. And 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 for for a lot of people, time is the indicator. We've been together for X amount of years. We should be married by now, but should you?
1: Right. And
0: should you even be together? Yeah. And where is this going? <laughs> mm.
1: Yeah, I was. What was I? I was just watching some Steve Harvey yesterday. And it's like it's always the women like I've been with him for so long, but I don't want to start over, and I don't want. But it's like, and so he was like, "Okay, you don't. You've been with this person for this amount of years. Do you want the next? Like you've been with him for six years. Do you want the next six years to be like the last six years? If you don't, don't waste your time and get to starting over. Like it, just, <laughs> it makes sense. But I do understand. Like in the moment, you are like, dang, I invested all this time and." But it's also like you're going to invest some more time and still be in the same spot multiple years later if you don't make the choice to just move on.
2: Right. Yeah. And, well, I've, I've found out that, like, you know, marriage don't make things better. You know, like all your stuff, <laughs> all that mess that you had before marriage, it just rises to the top. So you're going to have to be dealing with it times 10 because now you got a commitment and expectations and, you know, all those things. And when they don't meet your expectations, you're like, what am I doing? you know? Yeah. And um, it just, all that stuff really does rise to the top. Oh, can we talk about expectations? Mm -hmm. Because
0: I think that's the other thing. Mm -hmm. Like, how did you manage your expectations? I think that's, that's again, when we're talking about reality versus social media, right? I think that's another thing that people, and especially when we're talking about, I mean, I think people who get into marriage older, they, they, they may depending on how they have developed and evolved and matured as adults um but young people definitely how did you two go into a marriage managing your expectations like this is what i think it should be this is what it should look like this is what i want versus but this is what it is mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm.
2: i think um i think who you marry I think who you marry, you have to be okay with um, them being that same person down the road. You know, like Mm -hmm. you don't marry. I mean, like you hope that you guys grow together, but, you know, they Mm -hmm. may not change. You know, they may not ever live up to their potential. And so you have to be okay with who you married that day, you know, Um, because they it's 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 very likely that they're not going to be perfect. You know, nobody is. And so, um, and so for me, I had to wake up, you know, I had to say, you know, I I watched these shows and I'm like, oh man, it's, it's so like, he just loves her so much, you know, wow. Oh my goodness. But you know, it really is not like that. And I had to wake up and be like, you know what, well, well, what do I have, you know? And, And how can we work together to make, you know, both of our needs met? And um, I think it's just a lot of compromise, you know, it's Mm -hmm. a lot of knowing that it's a, knowing that it's a marathon and not a sprint, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm going to change, you're going to change and just give us time together. And I think being patient with one another has been just so key in our happiness and um, just staying committed, staying committed. if you got those two things and you got something to work with, you know, but you got to have that commitment. You got to have that patience. Mm
1: -hmm. And I'll add communication, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which has been something that I have been practicing because, and it's not like you're always in an argument or a confrontation, but it's just like, sometimes like Janelle brought up earlier, we don't want somebody who's naggy. Like you don't want to feel like you're nagging or complaining, but if you don't communicate and talk about it, The situation is not going to change. So, if you don't communicate your expectations and the things that you need or want or desire, your partner's not a mind reader. So, you got to communicate and talk about it, no matter how difficult it might be. Because I know for me, I don't really like confrontation. So, if there happens to be a situation where something's not happening the way that I would have imagined it or wanted it to, I don't want to be confrontational. So, sometimes I'll just, you know, how we get sit there, mm-hmm. get quiet, don't really want, you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. And then later on you'd be like, well, this wasn't, You'd be like, right. sometimes you do, and sometimes you do have to wait and yeah. calm down and be like, all right, because I don't want this to become an argument. Maybe I should wait and talk about it later. But the key is talking about it later and not just sweeping it on the rug and ignoring it because once, just because you're not thinking about it, don't work, don't mean it's not a problem still. So you just have to be willing to communicate, even if it's hard.
2: And you know what's so funny when you say, um, you know, they're not a mind reader, girl. I'd be like, you know, I think of my husband as being an intellectual. He's really smart, and I'd be like, what you mean you didn't know? You know, like what, what do you mean you don't know? That's obvious, you know. But it's really not obvious. You know, yeah. I really think that you know, you know, he's made a certain way, and I made a certain way, and sometimes you know, there's a disconnect in the way that I see things and the way that he sees things, and. Um, like you know, I, I might say you never do this. He's like never. He takes it so like, never, and I'm like, I'm like, well, not literally never, you know, just you do better, you know. But that never word, or that always word, do not use it. Just take it out of the dictionary and throw it away because, I, I mean, that's just like a small example. But I'm like you know, what do you mean you're not a mind reader? You have to be a mind reader to know what I want, you know, those things. But like, actually, no, we do need to communicate. That's just mm-hmm. so, because they aren't a mind reader and I'm not either. And so um, we're just made so differently. Yeah. And we have to learn those things about each other and how, and the only way to learn is through communication, laying it out there so that we both know what's what.
1: There's this analogy that I heard that I think sounds so stupid, but it makes a whole lot of sense about men and women and how men, I I believe it's like men are like, what is it? Men are like waffles and women are like spaghetti or something stupid. Like men compartmentalize things and they think about one thing at a time, Mm -hmm. but women are always just like all over the place (laughs) and just thinking about everything all at once. And so you just assume because you're thinking about it all that they're thinking and they're right. like, nope, I'm over here thinking about this one thing, but you like, but why don't you understand this, that? And he like, but ah, what are you talking about? <laughs> we right here. We talking about this. And you talk about
0: all of that. Like, <laughs> all of that. <laughs> and you just be confused. It's as as we continue to talk there, um this word keeps popping into my head. And um it's not A special word that's like, oh, this makes me, but it's, I keep thinking of it. It keeps resurfacing for me as we're talking, like visually, when I'm closing my eyes, I see it when I close my eyes, when I'm hearing you guys talk, I'm thinking about it, but it's, it's the simplistic word of trust, right? And I think that in this watered down world, people think of trust as, well, I know he's not going to cheat on me, or I know she's not going to cheat on me. And that's 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 the most childish way to think about trust to yeah. me, right? If that's if that's what you're worried about, you need a whole new game plan, right? Like trust for me is all-encompassing. It's trusting that despite what happens today, you're gonna be here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It is your grace, your forgiveness, your ability to um that I trust you're always gonna see the best parts of me, even when I show you the messed up. Mm-hmm. It is trusting that you're always gonna have my best interest at heart. Um, it is trusting your integrity, it is trusting your love for this family, it is trusting your decision making and discipline, it is trust, right? Like it, it is all of these things, and we all show up imperfectly, right? And it's about the team that we create in the trust, the system of trust that we have around that team. And even when I think professionally in in the teams that I build, I see people and I see their strengths, right? And sometimes everyone's strengths are different. That person needs to be confident about what they bring to the table. That person needs to be confident about what they bring to the table. And we all need to be clear about the objective. Right. Mm-hmm. And if we're all clear about the objective and I'm showing up knowing my strengths and working towards that objective every day, the decisions that I make on the in-between, that we make on the in-between are going to take us both, you know, to to, to the point of, of reaching, you know, the overall objective. Right. Happy, healthy family. Happy, yes. healthy family. We're all responsible for our own happiness. Right. And so not depending on the other person to make you happy, but making the decisions and healing in the ways that you need to heal and finding the joys in life that make you happy and whole as a person so that you can be a good partner, you know? Um, And um, I just keep thinking about those things as you guys keep talking, that system of trust. And I think Sometimes where people fart fall fall short, not fart short, but fall short <laughs> <laughs> Bless my heart. Um, fall short is actually their lack of trust for themselves. there we go mm. and and then they project that onto their mm-hmm. partner, and it creates this turbulence that that isn't called for, right that is unnecessary, that is actually something that you should be owning, but instead you're putting it on your partner right? Mm -hmm. Um, And um, um, I just, I just, I'm leaning on that word, trust, as I continue to hear you guys talk.
2: What what does that word mean for you? I think trust is all those things that you listed, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, It's, and I think for a woman, you know, when, when she marries, like, you know, we wanted to know that we're secure, you know, like our biggest thing yeah. is to have security. And that means like I want to trust you over our finances, which is huge, you know. <laughs> I want to trust you with our family, leading our family, yes. you know. Um, and and really, you know, um to let go of the reins, you know, sometimes that we have like I know for me, I'll speak for myself is that, you know, I can, I can, um, in my job or like, you know, personally, I I like to be in control of things. I like to know where things are headed and be, you know, on top of things. And so it's, it's, um, sometimes it's difficult to hand it over to, to my husband, but you know, that's something that I'm learning to trust him to do those things. And it empowers him to, 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 you know, um, to take on more and to do well. And, um, and I think that's, that's really helped us as well as working as, as a team, but just me trusting him also knowing that he's going to make mistakes and it's okay. I'm going to make mistakes and it's okay. But knowing that we're trying our best and that, um, and, and trusting, you know, yeah. that we're doing our best and that we both have the same goal in mind.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree with all of that. I feel like the word that keeps popping into my head when we talk about trust is submission. I feel like a lot, a lot of women and a lot of people, especially our age and in our generation, hear that word and just take it very negatively. I even, <laughs> my husband's best friend at our wedding did his speech and he mentioned me being submissive to Donald. And I heard a couple, mm. And in the audience, I heard, heard people, a couple of people go mm. "mm" when they heard the word submission, and I wanted to grab that microphone. Like, first of all, do you understand what submission means? Security. Okay. No, I'm worried. like, it takes <laughs> it takes strength to be submissive, and submissive yes. doesn't mean he's yeah. telling you what to do and you have to do everything he say, and you don't have no say so in anything. Submission is trust. Mm-hmm. It is you trusting your husband to lead you and your family the way that you should be led. You have to trust him. And like Chanel said, let go of the reins. Uh, women are so strong nowadays that they don't want to let go and submit. You're not allowing him to lead. If you don't like, you have to let go and just relax and trust. Him. And if you're not letting go, maybe you don't trust them and maybe you don't need to be with them. Like,
0: Mission, or, or, and maybe you have some healing to do, right? Because yeah. part, part of, part of what makes it so hard to to let go um, is, and I'll say this: I can. Um, this is me speaking for myself. Even I had to come to a place where I was, I felt safe. Safe is the word for me. Mm-hmm. Safe, right? um which which also includes trust, but I had to feel safe in knowing that I could have that trust in someone,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right, and because of what I experienced as a child and because of of what I had to learn through experiences coming into you know the seasoned portion of my life, come on seasoned um but <laughs> okay um but um <laughs> i had to learn like like literally like in increments which which also speaks to the patience of the person on the other side right mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. to let that go how to know that if i could not do that then that says i cannot i can't fully trust you Right. And so if I feel like I can fully trust you, then this is me. This isn't you. Right. And I had to heal through some things because I was the one who was responsible for me and my children's life, their whole life. Right. Mm -hmm. I am the one at a certain point who was responsible for my own well being as a young person, right. Taking care of myself. And so for being that person for all of those years to myself and to my children, right? Handing that off to someone else. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, just in, in, in just being honest, right? Like that was like the decision, the thought, the action was so heavy because of my response. I didn't want to make the wrong decision, not even so much for myself, but for my children. Mm-hmm. Right. I did not want to make the decision to hand our life over to somebody. And so that took some that took some time to be able to, to heal through the things that were hindering that for me. And they were all me. They weren't that person. It was me and the healing that I needed to do to open up. And if I wanted to move in a healthy way, um, or be healthy for a partner, right? Right.
1: Um,
0: I like the word that you chose, um, Chanel, about empowering him. And I think that is a really important word. Um, Again, even touching back to what people feel like they lose of themselves or could potentially lose of themselves, just kind of, and I say the word ignorance because I I think that if you haven't been married <laughs> you can speak to relationships but you can't speak to marriage i'm one of those people so i have never been married right and i tell my married friends like i will support my married friends i will give them love i will encourage them but honey don't you don't you blink over here for a piece of advice i'm going <laughs> to send you the whole other way because that is a sacred space that unless you've been in there unless you've been in there, (laughs) unless you've been there, (laughs) unless you've been that, unless you have lived through that, you can't say shit
2: about it
0: to me. That's just me. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong is opening up their marriage to people who don't know what it's like to choose the same person every day, right? Like just that I'm choosing this person every single day. You don't Yes, you do that in a relationship to to a degree. You live there. I live here, though. Good night. Bye. Right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's different than having to have these feelings and crawl in bed next to this person and not let it disrupt everything, right? Mm -hmm. That is learning how to disagree with someone Mm -hmm. in a way that makes us be able to function in a healthy way in front of our children and not just blow shit up, right? right? Mm -hmm. In a way... That makes someone want to come home to work, <laughs> right, right? Like in a way that makes somebody want to come home to me. and and again, we're talking trust, right? And so I don't believe that people should just open up their their marriage to people who who who, who have not who don't have the same shared experience. That's just my opinion. Y'all. not grounding right. anybody that does. I'm just saying, but teach it home. So. But, but in talking about support systems, right, trust, in talking about building community around those things, um, around a marriage um, and around the idea of marriage and in, a, in thinking about the way with which we uplift marriage, um, I just think that having boundaries around your marriage and who pours into it is so important, which is why, again, I reflect on who attends your wedding yeah. <laughs> right. Who attends your wedding and who is really there for you or who's there for the pictures or who there who's there for the party. Those people matter.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What is the best piece of advice that you guys have been given about marriage?
1: I guess the first thing that's popping to my head is just always be on each other's team. hmm. hmm. Mm
0: hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, always be on each other's team. Always be on one accord. And again, that just has to do with communication and just knowing, like you're not always going to agree on everything. Yeah. But don't ever let anybody on the outside there see you guys at odds with each other, because like that just open, like you said, it opens up the gates for people to just. Is not good. So always be on each other's team, period, point blank. Again, that does not always mean you agree on everything, but just always have each other's back regardless. Talk about it later in private. If things didn't, you know, if you don't agree with something or whatever, but always be on each other's team and never, I guess not correct. I I guess that's the word I'll use. Never like correct your partner in front of others, if that makes sense. Like don't embarrass your partner. Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. I think the embarrassed part is is what it is, because, mm-hmm. I mean, I think people naturally, I want to, I and the only reason I'm piecing this apart is because for people who are hypersensitive to the conversation already, I want to make sure that we're saying, we're not saying, oh, no, we should have went left instead of right. Oh, it's all good. No worries. Mm-hmm. Instead yeah. of being like, what the hell was you thinking? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> demeaning someone, you yes. know, Very demeaning awful. someone publicly, I think. That's kind of what you're talking about in terms mm-hmm. of embarrassment. Chanel, what about you?
2: I think the best piece of marriage advice that I've gotten is, okay, well, there's two things. One is to have it be God-centered. Um, mm-hmm. But the second one is to put your marriage first. So obviously after God, then you put your marriage first. You know, the, yes. a lot of people have this discussion about like, do your kids come first? Do you come mm-hmm.
1: first? but
2: you know like um your marriage has to go first because it's an umbrella you know underneath that is your children you have to be happy and whole to take care of your children to, to raise happy children you know and when those children turn 18 and they go to college you know you're going you to be stuck there with that man or that woman and you know y'all y'all got to make it work when the kids are gone and so you really have to you really have to put each other put 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 your marriage first my my desire is to, um, raise my children to see their parents happy and in love and, um, you know, show them how a man treats a woman and how a woman should be treated by a man. And, um, I always want to be an example for that to my children. And, um, And you do that by putting your marriage first. They should see that. They should Mm -hmm. see mommy being taken care of. They should see daddy being taken care of. And, um, and we should treat them. That doesn't mean, you know, there's this whole conversation, like who eats first, you know, have you guys seen that on social media? Yes. Everybody's eating, you know, I mean, you know, like we're all going to eat, but, but, you know, if, if my husband decides that day he wants to feed me first, okay. You know, if, if Mm -hmm. I want to feed him first, okay. As long as we're all eating, but, but my kids are definitely going to know that mommy is first in his eyes, you know, but you have a special place to your your daughter, your son, you know, mommy is his wife, you know, and we take care of you and we love you. And you guys have a special place as well.
0: Yeah. I think that's the, that, that just actually annoyed me to know that that's an actual <laughs> conversation. <laughs> this takes me back again to, and, and I'm hoping to have um, a guest on within the next few weeks to just talk about um, familial healing and the mm. importance of individual and familial healing. And I think that that conversation to me says, I'm putting him in his place, mm. right? But he ain't gonna come before my kids. Yeah, right. And there's something else there that drives that. And I'm not judging anybody. Right. I'm, I'm for all types, family structures. I'm for all types. Right. right? But I think that in, in somebody taking issue with with that, there's there's some other things in you that don't want someone to feel like they have that type of leadership or power or respect mm-hmm. in your house. And that is a you thing. That is yeah. not you know, that is not new age feminism and my kids should want me to have my plate first and and my, right. Like just out of respect for mom and, and out of respect for dad, if they get their plate before me, they'll wait for me to sit down and eat, right. Like, like there's just things just respectfully. And I think that we are coming into a wonderful time in the world where people are, um, normalizing healing
2: mm-hmm.
0: where black people black women black men they're saying it's a safe space to take off your armor yeah right and I think that conversation fits yeah. right into there in saying there is some healing to do if that mm-hmm. is the conversation we are deciding to battle yeah <laughs> yeah <Forward. laughs> Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like I went through a lot as a child, right? And I, and I think that there's a lot of things that you say to yourself, this ain't never gonna.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I ain't <laughs> never
0: gonna let this. This ain't gonna be me. This ain't gonna. And then life says, <laughs> let me teach you some lessons here about you, right? And, and, and so I had to learn through some of those. I ain't never, nobody's ever. I ain't, you know, everything I thought I knew. You know, God had to say, let me teach you a little bit of humility and grace and understanding and remove some of that judgment that you had and let you Mm -hmm. know what, what, how, how, (laughs) how life happens here and why it's so important for you to be connected to yourself. Mm -hmm. And so you don't, that, that was the lesson for me, right? Heal and be connected to yourself, understand the things that are of value to you in life. And then you start selecting healthy people to complement your life. You yeah. know, you make better decisions when you're healthy, mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you make better decisions for you see yourself differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so no judgment to the people having that conversation. That's cool. just, I mean, I just heal people. Heal. And that's
2: another part is like, before you get married, you know, Try the premarital counseling so that mm. you, you can be a whole person, you know, yes. you know, you guys can talk about some of those things that are going to come up before your marriage, you know, because it's going to come up and you need to know yourself and you need to be happy and healthy and whole, a whole person. He shouldn't make you whole, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> a whole person.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Come on. Come on. When people say, oh, he completes me or she completes me, I'm saying, mm-hmm. Right. Like, I get how that sounds cute. It's cute. (laughs) I I don't knock people for saying it. Like, I hear what, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but in an effort to not contribute to the fantasy Mm -hmm. of it, right? Like, but you have to be happy, healthy, whole, right? And he has to come to the table, happy, healthy, whole. I have this saying that I say, um, two wounded birds can't teach each other how to fly, Mm -hmm. right? And so. You can't thrive with the partner who is broken. Right. Either way, her, him. Can't do it. You just you can't. I mean, and that doesn't mean there aren't pieces of you that will continue to surface. And um, you you have the tools though to um to address them as they come up in your life. I've talked before, like I I encourage people, like I'll say, get a tune-up. Like, when was your last tune up? Right? Like. I believe that everyone should have a therapist on deck, or um, a spiritual counselor, or somebody, right, who, who's pouring into them that can hold up the mirror, or that can add one more tool to their tool belt, right? And um, so sometimes when I'm having conversations with people, I'm like, "When was your last when was your last tune up?" Like, yeah. <laughs> For myself, I'd be like, "Child, I think I might need a tune up," <laughs> right? <laughs> Coming out of this pandemic. I had to say I'm to myself, <laughs> right? Like I had to say to myself, like I felt like I managed coming through it well, right? Mm-hmm. But then I had to ask myself, but did I do as good as I thought I did? Mm-hmm. Am I lying to myself? Like I trust that I'm good, but am I really good? Like let me make sure. <laughs> let me get a tune up. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, whatever. And I was like, well, da 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 da. We had like two sessions. He was like, you know, I think. We're good, <laughs> right? But I was like, okay. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't lying to myself. You know what I mean? I just wanted to make sure that I was good. And so I just think more of that. Like I, I'm excited that I, that that is continuing continuing to be normalized because whether that's people going as couples, whether that's people going as individuals, I just think that knowing that you have that resource is so valuable. Um, And I agree that the premarital work is equally as important. Mm -hmm. Putting some of those bags down at the door. Yeah. yeah, Before you walk through. Seems really important. I ran across this clip of, um, it was actually a Chris Rock clip. You guys may have seen it before. Um, But he had said, um, he was talking about marriage. Mm -hmm. And he was like, Have you seen it? And he was like, it was um, kind of coincidental because I just saw it yesterday. And I was like, oh, look, come on, tiny. (laughs) okay. about to go in here and talk about young black women saying I do. And this clip rolls across. Okay, let's do it. Um, But he was talking about um, marriage is about being in service. Like you are in service to your partner. Yes. And I thought about like, oh, this is gonna send some folks spinning. But I'm <laughs> like, but the real ones are gonna get it right. Like, how does that feel when 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 you hear that? How how do you how does that make you feel? Marriage is about service. I
1: I love I love that that I mean, because that's what it is. I don't. I need to. Whew, okay. I w- want this to come across because I get really short on words, but marriage is about service. That is like everything to me. Mm
0: -hmm. It just resonates with you.
1: Yes. Cause it's just like, I love my husband so much. (laughs) Like (laughs) I want to do everything that I can to make his life better. And I would want him to do the same for me. And I feel like that's exactly what we do. Like we just love each other so much. Like anything and everything that you want that I can do to make anything better. I don't care if that means picking up your clothes off the floor and putting it somewhere. Like, yeah, sometimes that might get annoying and you like, dang, your dresser right there. (laughs) But it's just like, but I love you. So I'm going to do this because it's just like the littlest, the smallest things, just being able to be there for someone, I guess, for me and knowing that you have that in return is just makes my heart warm.
2: <laughs> I I agree. Um before we, if you if you hear this, I love you too baby. You're the only one that love her husband. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> But um, I think um, it is a service because like even if you read the Bible and it says, you know, God commands a woman to respect her husband and and, um, he commands a man to love his wife because it's not something we naturally do. So it is a service. It's work. You know, you have to practice at it. And um, and. I will say when I first came in, you know, I just thought like, oh, it's love, you know, but a man mm-hmm. really needs respect, yep. you know, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. it's something, it's, it's work, it's work.
0: Mm-hmm. I was having a conversation um, with um, my sister, um, she was one of the first guests that I had on, on this podcast, but she talked about um, marriage and being a wife is becoming, mm-hmm. and that she's like kind of still arriving in that role she's continuing to become become Mm -hmm. become right and I think that speaks to like the evolution of a person she's still learning and that's the thing that I just want I hope people and specifically as young people are painting the vision of Um, you know, marriage is the patience that they have with themselves also in understanding that you are continuing to evolve. We, uh, we we said this earlier, but I think it's just really important to have that patience for yourself and knowing that it's not about perfection. Mm -hmm. It's not about being the perfect wife or the Mm -hmm. perfect husband. And I think that if, if that is if that is what you are envisioning, someone can be perfect for you. Mm-hmm, that doesn't yep. make them a perfect person, right? right? That means that is who you've accepted to love them as, you mm-hmm. know, and, and 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 allowing each other. And this, again, goes back to the trust, um, but allowing each other the space to grow mm-hmm. and develop and become and not expecting it on day one but allowing them the space to become. And I think um, just like anything of value appreciates, right? Like, I think that is that is how, my opinion, marriages gain value is the way with which we develop and appreciate as a person. And, and that respect and admiration for one another for who we chose to become in this marriage to and for each other. I think it's just really important. And I think that requires a level of patience, lots of grace, a lot of respect and um, each person having the desire built within them to learn every nook and cranny about the other person that they can. Right. Anywho. I could talk about this all day because I think it's such an important subject. I I really, whatever these family units look like yeah. in our community, to me, it's important that they exist, right? Mm-hmm. Families in all of their uniqueness thrive better when there are two people <laughs> on the journey together. but whoever those two people are, right? And um, everyone has their own beliefs. Mm -hmm. They have their own vision for what families look like. And I just am encouraged um, at seeing a lot more young Black women feeling safe and free enough to lay down their armor and submit in young Black women, men connecting to and having a desire to create, establish, and grow family, right? And so anywho, I am super thankful for you guys for coming on here and and having this conversation with me today and for talking about all the various layers of, of marriage and kind of swiping down some of the misconceptions or fantasies that people have around marriage, but also hopefully just bringing some realness to the topic and, and letting people know that it's a beautiful thing. So Mm -hmm. partnership is beautiful, but yes, it's work, (laughs) but yes, it's work. And, um, And all of the work that we need to put into ourselves as individuals before we take that journey with someone else. So thank you. Thank you for being here today. And thank you for having the conversation. Um, And I'm super. I'm just excited because I love y'all. I love you. Thank you for
2: having us. Yes.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, I think it's 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 great that they contributed to this conversation. And hopefully inspired a lot of young people to 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 make this a consideration for themselves or at least have the intention um, in their dating life um, to move forward in that with the purpose. Mm -hmm. Right. With the purpose of not looking for a husband, but with the purpose of sharing space, spending time with people who could potentially be that Um,
2: Anywho,
0: all right, have a good one, y'all. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe so that you are notified when a new episode is posted. You can stay connected between podcasts by following us on Instagram at fear.not.the.journey. You can also join our page on Facebook at Fear Not The Journey, or you can subscribe to our website and blog by visiting www. Dot Thank you for joining us for this episode. And until next time, be well.